Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. And welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I wanted to thank everybody for listening. Um, Today, I wanted to have a chat to you about osteoporosis. I wanted to put my nutrition certification to good use. Um, This is actually something that I wrote my final assignment on. So I've done a bit of research into it. Um, but I did just want to mention before we start that I am not a dietitian. Um, I have a, a general nutrition certification, um, but that does not put me on the level of a dietitian with a university degree. So I can only talk generally about um, osteoporosis and nutrition. So osteoporosis is something that affects both men and women. Um, But women are at a greater risk of developing the disease, especially as they go through menopause. The best cure for osteoporosis is probably prevention. And in most cases, um, with a healthy and balanced diet throughout most of our life, we can prevent osteoporosis. Um, A diet that is high in calcium and vitamin D from an early age will increase our the calcium stores in our bones, in our body, um, putting us in a good position for later in life. But that doesn't mean if you're in your you know 20s, 30s, 40s, that you can't still work on um, reducing the risk of osteoporosis um, and a healthy lifestyle, physical activity, and as I said, a healthy balanced diet um, will be of a great benefit in helping to reduce that risk. So what is osteoporosis? It is a disease where bones weaken and become brittle um, and this can lead to a higher risk of bone breaks. So it occurs when um, the bone density uh, it decreases. Now, in Australia, around a million people are affected, over a million people are affected by osteoporosis. And there's actually two types. Um, Type 1, which will see losses of calcium from the trabecular bone. And then type 2, which will see a loss of calcium from both the trabecular and cortical bone. And this occurs slowly over the years. You can diagnose osteoporosis by doing bone density measurements. And this is usually done using a a DEXA scan. So um, often we will go and have a DEXA scan to determine our body fat percentages. But the DEXA scan um, is actually far better at uh, determining bone density. Uh, and if you're in the regions, I know certainly in Warialda, they will often have um, like a bus that comes around and actually does DEXA scans for people and will give you those results. 
Now, while the early signs of osteoporosis, obviously, it's in the bones, so you may not easily be able to detect those early signs, there are some symptoms that you can watch out for. So uh, the most common ones are receding gums, a weaker grip strength and weak or brittle fingernails. Then once um, osteoporosis progresses, um, the symptoms in its later stages are far more noticeable. And this can include um, a loss of height, uh, bone fractures, which uh, will occur easily after falls and knocks and that kind of thing, neck and back pain, a, a stooped posture, um, and also compression fractures can also be symptoms. So a number of factors can actually decrease bone density. And we, one of the most common that we often associate with osteoporosis is reduced levels of calcium um, and other minerals in the body. General aging obviously is a number, an, um, another factor which comes into play. Um, but there's a few others which you may not have thought about or may not have known about that can actually um, cause a decrease in bone density. And that is excessive alcohol consumption, um, eating disorders, excessive exercise, so exercising too much. Um, hormones can uh, play an impact as well, uh, especially women as women in those menopause years. Um, obesity, physical inactivity, smoking, and then also several diseases um, can also play a role in decreasing bone density, including cancers, celiac disease, um, chronic liver or kidney disease, hypothyroidism, um, and other conditions that require the use of corticosteroid therapies. So as I said, diet can play your diet can play a massive role in determining your risk factor of osteoporosis um, at, later on in life. Your peak bone mass is actually reached in your twenties. So if you look at it this way, if you're maximizing um, your bone strength in those early years, you can actually then reduce the risk of osteoporosis in your later years. Um, and that's why for us as women, um, you know, we can obviously do a lot uh, in our earlier years in terms of the diet that we have to reduce our risk. Um, as I said, it's not too late at any stage to increase um the amount of calcium that you have in your diet but also as parents it's really important that we ensure that our children have a diet filled with calcium rich foods as well. Uh, I mentioned before that women are at a greater risk of developing osteoporosis as they go through menopause and this is because as estrogen levels decrease, the bones actually begin to lose calcium. Um, so not just menopause, but any amenorrhea, um, which is the, you know, when your menstruation cycle is disrupted um, and 
which could result in a drop of estrogen levels, uh, any amenorrhea can actually cause bone calcium loss. Uh, so that's why this could um, uh, happen if you have an eating disorder um, and also professional athletes whose body fat levels um, and increased activity, um, body fat levels uh, go drop significantly. So osteoporosis occurs when bone density decreases. This can be caused not just from a lack of calcium, but also a lack of phosphorus uh, and vitamin D. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these um, nutrients. Uh, calcium. So the bones in the teeth, they are actually ni- contain 99% of the body's calcium and um, the last 1% is used for bodily functions such as um, neurotransmission, cardiac function, muscle contraction, blood clotting, all of those kind of things that are necessary for your body to just function from day to day. Um, the bones store the calcium, but they will actually actually release calcium when the body needs it. So as the body needs more calcium to undertake its regular functions, that will be released from the bones. So if calcium intake through your food isn't adequate, then more is going to be taken out of those bones. Um, and as nutrient levels decrease from food um, as we age, uh, then more calcium is going to be taken for those bodily functions as well. So where can we get our calcium? Predominantly, um, you will get them from your dairy products. So milks, cheese, yogurts, that kind of thing. But also through leafy green vegetables, um, legumes, uh, tofu, that kind of thing. Uh, In Australia, the... Um, recommended daily intake for calcium um, is between a thousand and thirteen hundred milligrams per day depending on um, your age so uh, in those earlier years it's thirteen hundred milligrams and then in the later years it goes jumps back up to thirteen hundred milligrams again what about phosphorus uh, so bones and teeth contain about 80% of the body's phosphorus and together with calcium, the two constitute the mineral substance of bones. Foods that are high in phosphorus include meats, seafood and dairy. Vitamin D. I, I'm always interested by vitamin D. <clears throat> so vitamin D actually helps the body to absorb calcium. Um, intestinal absorption of calcium will mean that the bones are releasing less of their stores of calcium. Um, so you can intake vitamin D through food sources, but vitamin D can also be synthesized by the body when the body is exposed to sunlight. Now, want to mention here too, Um, You know, if you live in a sunny area and you're outside um, 
and say your face and hands uh, for uh, uh, getting sunlight for about 10 minutes or so a day, um, then that is probably a good start in getting your um, recommended vitamin D intake. Most of us will probably have sunscreen on when we go out. This will reduce your body's ability to take in that vitamin D from the sunlight. So it's something to keep in mind. Um, if you live in a place where you don't get that sunlight or you work in an office and don't go outside much during the day, then you may want to look at getting your vitamin D through your food Um uh, if you're not getting it um, from the sunlight. So foods that are high in vitamin D include seafood. Um, mushrooms are actually quite high in vitamin D. Uh, egg yolks. So obviously this is not a complete list, but these are some of the foods that are quite high in vitamin D. So across the diet over your lifetime, um, as well as many other conditions or health factors earlier in your life can contribute to the increasing risk of osteoporosis later in life. So let me give you an example. Malnourishment as a kid um, can actually mean that not enough calcium is consumed over the lifetime to ensure healthy and strong bone density. Eating disorders um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, obesity can actually have the same effect if not enough calcium is supplied to the body. Um, cancer and cancer treatments can also affect osteoporosis. Um, people who have on, undergone cancer therapy, uh, so cancer treatments, are at an increased risk of osteoporosis for a few reasons um, one of them that the cancer may actually stimulate cells that break down bone um, some cancer treatments can affect bone health and some cancer some cancers including prostate and breast cancer are treated by hormone removal which also can contribute to bone loss so while um, there are medications available that can help strengthen bones um, and prevent fractures and breaks, um, certainly by far the best way to stop osteoporosis, sorry, um, as I mentioned right at the start, is to prevent it from occurring in the first place through a lifelong healthy diet full of calcium-rich foods. Um, However, once osteoporosis has been diagnosed, you'll probably have to go undergo medical treatment um, as well as in addition to a healthy calcium-rich diet. So um, how do you include calcium and vitamin D into your diet? So some of the calcium-rich foods, um, as I mentioned before, dairy, so eating milk, cheese and yogurt, um, you can include dairy products in um, your cooking of meals and also snacks. Um, green leafy vegetables, also um, broccoli, silver beet, cucumber, um, celery, 
bok choy, pak choy, um, they can be incorporated into your meals. Um, tofu, almonds, dry figs and apricots are also high in calcium. Um, and as I mentioned, vitamin D, um, so that will help you better absorb your calcium. Um, oily fish such as salmon and tuna and egg yolks. So to conclude, um, to wrap things up, my top four tips to prevent osteoporosis. A lifelong healthy diet um, aiming to reach the recommended daily intake of nutrients, especially calcium and vitamin D. You can exercise, so incorporate strength training and regular physical activity into your lifestyle. Limit your alcohol consumption and smoking. And finally, have regular bone health checks. So uh, early, even in your 30s, you know, if you start getting regular um, checks on your bone density, you may be able to pick up on small changes and um, any decreases in bone density um, and start to make changes that may actually um, stop that risk of osteoporosis later in life. I hope that has helped a little bit and um, as I mentioned a regular um, healthy balanced diet is always the best way to go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fab and 40 something podcast. As always I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40 something podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.